Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking relationships today, personal relationships, not business ones, and the dynamics of them, what you're willing to tolerate, what you're willing not to tolerate, the guidelines, the borders, all of that. We're going to dig into that. And she is a life coach that helps people with this all the time. PurposefulPathwaysLifeCoaching.com. Allison Cowan is back with us. Welcome, Allison. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Steve. It's always good to see you and be here. I'm always excited to see what's going to go. How it's gonna go? So <laughs> we we just <laughs> wait. We just basically. I, I hope people. I hope people enjoy um, just the naturalness. You know, it's 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 relatable. We're all social creatures. We crave social interaction, and with that comes relationships. And if you take a second to kind of get out of yourself and look back over the years of your very close relationships, and I'm talking, you know, marriage, uh, very, very close, and just mm-hmm. kind of look at it in a snapshot, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, you know, I look back and it's, you know, why did I do that? Why did I accept that? How did that go that way? Well, you know, there were signs and I, I saw them, but I didn't see them. <laughs> and I had this conversation last night with a couple of guys, exactly what we're talking about. And, and the one thing I brought up and they agreed, tell me if you agree, in the beginning of a relationship, the person is telling you everything about them. They're sharing clues with you. They're sharing everything. A lot of times we don't see it or we choose to ignore it because when you first meet, it's that happy, joyous feeling. And it's like, ah, yeah, I don't know. You just push that. Nah, they just said something that was, hmm, I'm not going to worry about that. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. And in the beginning of relationships, you know, especially people are going to just present the positive side. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there may be some little negative things or something that is a, what I call a red flag. And, oh, maybe that really didn't mean anything. Um, so it's easy to ignore the red flags and go with the mm. that that newness mm. because that newness is um, it's thrilling. It you know your dopamine levels are going through the roof, um, and you almost don't want to see the red flags because you're so caught up. Yep, all yep. of that new. Mm-hmm. That, Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when I think back, I say to myself, you knew it, but you didn't act on it because it was new and exciting. Example, in a relationship at one point where the other person revealed they were married. I was married. I was done, though. Well, I was you know, going through a divorce. It was all, you know, this is way back, but it was all um, on its way out. You know, papers, everything. The other person didn't have, wasn't even, didn't even announce to their uh, spouse and shared with me, I think the second day we met, that she had cheated on him. Mm-hmm. She had cheated on him uh, with a friend. And when I look back, I was like, oh, I was, technically I was the second cheat, if you look at it that way, you know, in her life. 
Um, come to find out years later, what was she? A cheater. Should have saw the signs. Should have accepted it. Should have. But like you just said, you get caught up in the moment and you're like, you know, maybe you're younger and you're like, ah, whatever. It's all right. And, and I will, you know, I'll be honest here. The person she told me that she cheated with was her best friend who was a woman. So I was like, well, cool. All right. <laughs> look, look, looking back, bad, bad. That was a bad idea. I should, you know, should have, should have seen the signs and, and along the way. Or, or ask, the, ask the questions. Um, what, what prompted you to cheat in the first place? So if somebody's in an unhappy marriage and they make that, and I know this has come up for us mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. you know but what was the impetus for that and sometimes it doesn't mean that it's going to become a continual pattern it just may mean that there was something so wrong in the relationship that it was an escape Or are they looking for somebody to rescue them from the relationship that they're in? Uh Um, And, you know, so in the beginning, if you really understood and like talked it through, figured it out, noticed the red flags, it may be that if you became involved with somebody who eventually wasn't married, but had cheated in the past, it may be perfectly fine because it doesn't mean that it's going to always happen. There may have been, you know, what, what was it? Mm -hmm. And, And I figured it out and I'm pretty sure I have it back then. I didn't have the confidence uh, and I was more vulnerable at that time, whereby now I'd look at that and be like, <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. That's a bad idea. And yeah. on the flip side, you ask why, why do people cheat? Why? Many different reasons. Uh, a lot of times in my view, talking to people, everything, unresolved issues from your past. Unresolved, he, you haven't healed from certain things potentially. And then, you know, that, and that's just one theory I have. And in this situation, that is definitely part of it. That is, you know, and that's from childhood, father issues, all of that. Crystal clear for me, almost like textbook. And I've talked to, you know, therapists about that. Friends who are therapists. And it even can be that the relationship that the person is in is something they no longer want to tolerate because of whatever is going on. Mm -hmm. And rather than making different choices, they choose the escape route. Yep. Yep. And it's, you know, we can understand certain things, but doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) And I, 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 I don't just, I don't judge Mm -hmm. at, Mm -hmm. um, I don't judge. I just try to understand. I like that. I'm yeah. analytical, so I try to put the pieces together. Yeah. Like, and then, so it makes sense. Like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. All right. Yeah. Got it. Figured it out. Okay. We can talk to 25 different people who have 
you know, experienced this and come up with 25 different reasons why mm-hmm. it's happening. Mm-hmm. And yes, in some cases, maybe it's just a, you know, a, a pattern that they've gotten into, or maybe mm. we're going to, we, we, there's just tons and tons of things, but there are also other things that people like what other things besides that? And I know that one is like, like near and dear to your heart. Um, that topic with tolerating, but what about other things? Um, work schedules. Sure. Um, I mean, we can go on um, family. Sure. It's a two-way street. A relationship is a, it's not like one person is the bad person. Um, it's, it works both ways, but sometimes one person is a little bit more this than this in terms of, I don't want to say blame, but of what's going on. But it's definitely, there's, there's, there's a balance you know, going on there. Um, instant feedback, Steve at gmail.com. I guess we're resonating. We have Kelsey checking in from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and she says, thank you for your talk today. Do you feel the phrase, once a cheater, always a cheater, is true? Hmm. <laughs> That's funny because, Steve, you've brought that up many times. Right? I didn't, I didn't remember that until you said that. Oh, you've, I, that, I, I think I can probably, if we go back and tally it up, it's got to be at least 10, 15 times. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Not even. Um, I I don't believe so. Yeah. Okay. I don't believe so. Maybe we had this debate before, but I, you never say never, you know, that's my phrase. Never say never. However, I think more prone to if having done in the past. And that's, that's, not, that's on me. That's talking to friends. That's, you know, reading that's, you know, just looking. Um, so again, then definitely not a hundred percent or at all, but more prone to and if there are so many other areas within the relationship you know you think about like we talked there's finances there's family mm-hmm. there's um you know work schedules there's um even social there's values Mm-hmm. And if these things aren't talked about, then it's could be easy for somebody to mm. have they want their and if their needs are not being met because they're not able to communicate with each other, mm. they may want to have their needs met. You, well, you just said it, and I was thinking of it because we haven't hit it yet. The C word, communication. So when the communication starts breaking down, that's where things start breaking up, I guess, if you want to look uh, at it that way. And, you know, it's like, okay. Um, and if we're not talking about certain things, and say, for example, you know, you know, everybody's needs are different. Some people have more needs to be alone or more alone time. Some people may need more time together. Um, mm-hmm. If they're not talked about and they're not 
honored, then it could be very easy to find those needs mm-hmm. in other places. And, you know, so I believe that with through coaching, going through all of these things, and what does each person um, value, and what do they want to take out of each of these topics, um, you're more likely to be able to come together and meet each other's needs. Mm-hmm. But when the communication is not there or has gone away because of course it was there in the beginning. We assume um, if it wasn't, why'd you get into that relationship? Uh, and and usually the communication is better in the beginning. At least each is sharing what they want, what their needs are, what's what their goals are for the relationship. We all have goals, you know, no matter what it is, but when that starts breaking down, um, then the pieces start crumbling the foundation. Now there's, there's a crack. There's oh, there's another one, and one person's out. No, I, I don't want to talk about it again. I don't want to do that and walk away. And it's like might feel then, good for the moment, but <laughs> it's just that's the beginning. In the, beginning. in the beginning, we will often like we like I said, just we want to show our positive selves, and you know, and we all have, you know, there's nothing good or bad about anybody but understanding where the person is coming from and are we able to um compromise are we able to like so for example it may be really important for somebody to cuddle or snuggle Mm -hmm. i'm I'm a serial snuggler by the way (laughs) So a huge, a huge need. Yeah. And, you know, the partner is like really not into it and like decides, well, you know what? You get not right now, um, maybe tomorrow. And, or if they, if they're just um, placating you, mm. uh, not doing, not like playing full in because they really love you. Um, then. Yeah. You know what I call that? There's a need. Yeah, there's know, a I, need I, I call that, I call it just maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can add another word after that, you know, maintenance sex or, you know, whatever. It's just, yeah, it, yeah. it's that, you know, but yeah. Uh, but then that, you know, comes down to what we started talking about in the beginning. What will you tolerate and what won't you tolerate? And, you know, I guess it's, it's putting up the borders, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Um, and there were things in other relationships that uh, I'm mindful of that I put up with and I, it's, it's a life journey. So mm-hmm. I'll say, I, I will always say certain things that I put up with in relationships. I'll never do that again. And I know what they are. Um, ju- and just what you said, that's one of them. Never, never, ain't never going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not. It's just the and way. Setting, it is. setting boundaries is one of the healthiest things that can happen mm-hmm. in a relationship. Yeah. Um, and the person who called, um, what was her? Her name was um just now. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. So Kelsey, reach out to me. I'd love to um talk with you 
And just always remember that, you know, there's that free one hour uh-huh. conversation and, or discovery call. And, you know, I'd love to like know more about what is causing those beliefs for her. And obviously there's something going on. Right. We would assume, or else she wouldn't have asked that question. Right. So I would love for Kelsey, please, you know, contact me and, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd love to have a, a further conversation with you. Isn't it interesting that when you do take that step back, if you if you can do it and look at a relationship over a period of time, things that you learn about yourself, if, you, know, you could be still in the relationship or you could be out of the relationship. But when you look back and it's like, well, you know, I tolerated that then. Or things change, and I continue to tolerate it. I'm here, but I'm not. I'm not accepting that anymore. I'm like, just that's a, that's not right. You know, that's not in a line with what's inside of me. And whenever that happens, could be a life purpose. You're in a job, and it doesn't feel right within. And you right away, it's like, I'll go to work, but I'm not fulfilled. I'm not feeling it because it's not your core value, what you, you know, and it could be anything. It could be affection in a relationship. It could be uh, your values on money. It may have changed. Um, But it's interesting when you look back at it and you just, you know, kind of, kind of step out of yourself so you can see it looking in what you realize after time. And then, you know, kind of, I think one of the things that is really important is how are people, how do people manage, um, Differences of opinion, conflict, and even arguments, because they can all be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. How they're managed and can actually help grow the relationship. Yep. And is it always going to be comfortable? No. But does it mean that a relationship can grow and remain healthy? I believe it. that's like, those are some of the keys where, you know, it's like, okay, how are we going to do this? Um, yeah. It, but, you know, I guess it gets back to the communication thing, you know, and I've heard, I don't know. And tell me your thoughts on this. Um Every five years, we reevaluate our lives. We look at it. We think about it. Maybe we don't act on it. Maybe we don't consciously, especially if you're deep into a relationship and you're just going through the motions of every day, you might not look at it, um, but it's every five years. And then you've heard the seven-year itch, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the reason that it's seven years is you evaluate your relationship after five years and then it takes you two years to act. And then that's where the seven years come in. Cause a lot of times, you know, house, kids, everything, you know, family intertwined. It's not like you're going to say after, you know, five years or the 10, five, 10, 15, you're not going to look and say, I'm just pulling plug today. Maybe there's a, a reason to then. Okay. But you evaluate and that's where the two years come in. And that's where the seven year itches. And if I look back at relationships, I feel it's true. Or something happened in a seven-year period. Something happened. 
You know, I really don't have any research about that. Um, now you have homework, though. <laughs> and, and the I other one homework. is... I do give me homework every week. I gave you homework. Um, and, the, and nine years is another one. Nine years. And I'm not, I'm not sure what the difference between the two is, but there's, I re, and I've always heard the five plus the two, seven, the nine was recent. So I can't recall exactly what the nine is, but it's a reevaluation of your life. And what if we are always sort of reevaluating? Shouldn't we though? I don't like to use the word should. Uh, well, we don't want to shit on ourselves, but we don't want to shit on ourselves. But on the other hand, if we are in, you know, that evaluation state, and and I, I, I guess, you know, I'm I'm plugging a little bit, but coaching can mm. be a way of staying in that state of because hmm. evaluation to me is because you want to grow you want to figure out am i am i in a place of you know purpose mm-hmm. am i you know am i experiencing discomfort somewhere um so it could be anything sure so if it's there's a constant evaluation, then things are constantly addressed. And, you know, it's almost like paying your bills on time. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, okay, um, you know, I know what I owe. I know. And that's maybe, that's maybe a horrible correlation. Or a horrible- no, but I get it. I, I I totally understand it. And, you know, life coaching can give you the the tools. And the introspect and and a different perspective to look at those things um, to see if you're fulfilled and then how to deal with them. And we're not saying that you get a life coach, look at your relationship and say, well, that's it. I'm, I'm moving on. That's not what we're saying. It's no. having it's having more of a, a a different view of it. So you're, you're more comfortable with it. And, and I think that's it's there's, there's a lot of benefit in that, because even talking with friends let's face it. We have friends that we, you know, B I H to all the time and they just tell you what they, you know, you want to hear. <laughs> and that's, yeah, and that's yeah. great. You know? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, within coaching, well, first of all, as a coach, I'm not somebody who would give advice. It's more asking the questions. And then it's interesting because clients start to catch themselves oh, wait, I've had this, you know, this thought or this belief that hasn't served me. And because of that, and 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 they catch it sooner. But they catch it sooner working with another person than if they're just doing it on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's easy because it's really easy to fall back into old patterns and, um. You know, and then it's you know it can even be what am I what am I tolerating about what do I not want to tolerate about myself anymore? Mm, point. <laughs> you know, that's 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 a whole different territory. You know, and yeah. and it's not to say that we want to push it off onto somebody else. It's their fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. No, no, no. But yeah, um, 
I, and and these words I I hate saying, but we're out of time. We're out of time. <laughs> yeah, it's just like flies by. I definitely looked that stuff up. And yeah, and, and I'd be curious to see what you find because I've heard that a lot of this for years. Um, Todd, be wondering, um, you know, what, what's on your mind with that? But uh, yeah, anybody looking to even reevaluate or just evaluate your life, your relationships, purposeful pathways, lifecoaching.com is the website. And uh, she's got the insight to, to kind of figure it all out. And I wish I did a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what a life coach was back then and uh and wish I did because it, it would have you know yeah we knew that we're therapists but that's a, it's a different it's a different um a different journey with a, a therapist yeah it's different yeah. we've talked about that a couple of weeks ago I think For sure yeah but yeah Kelsey please reach out and um you know I'd like to delve a little deeper mm -hmm. and um and of course, we're out of time. <laughs> yeah, we're out of time. Um, always great talking with you. And uh, it's so funny. Like we always say, yeah, well, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. And we just go and we go. Like, how does that time go like that? It's, that seems like two it minutes. Does. It does. Yeah. And I, I think that other people appreciate just the the natural flow. Yeah. Because it's like so, sometimes I don't want to say. <laughs> sometimes if i'm looking listening to something like a really really scripted heavily scripted podcast um i will sometimes get a little bit like okay i stop listening even though i'm listening i stop listening because it's just so planned out and yes. you know after like two minutes it gets uncomfortable wow. uh, and there's a place for planned spontaneity uh yes. and that's you know a lot of tv shows do that it looks like it's you know like Saturday Night Live, you know, right? It's you know, it's all planned out. Sometimes there's a little improv in there, but then, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, then you know, it can also go the other way, where you know, there's nothing, right? And people are just like, you know, they're talking about whatever, right? And it doesn't even have anything. It's not really even addressing a topic, right. exactly. So, well, I'm gonna read the script here. It says we got to go. <laughs> All right. There's no, there's no yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Allison. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Bye. We'll be right back. And uh, I got to do this. See, I lost track of what I was doing. Here we go. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world. This is the Podcast Business News Network. For nearly 2,000 severely injured veterans, everyday life has become filled with barriers. Day-to-day -day simple tasks can become pretty daunting. I have to carry my chair up two flights of steps or have somebody do it for me. What scares me the most is just the falling. When I'm struggling with my house, I think, you know, to have that one great barrier just knocked down, I mean, it's, it's crucial. Home for Our Troops is a wonderful nonprofit that builds a mortgage-free, fully adaptive, handicap-accessible house, and there's no catch. It'll be our very first home that we've ever owned. This is a game-changer. This is where your life begins again. We need you to join us in completing this important mission. Please visit hfotusa.org and help build homes and rebuild lives. Because of you, everything's going to be okay.